pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you this morning for your word. Thank you for the joy of the Lord that is our strength. Thank you for the anointing that will break the yoke. I pray for the spirit of understanding. I pray as it makes sounds, you make sense. Let them hear the voice behind my voice. But our cries for understanding. And I thank you that you'll confirm this word with signs and wonders. In Jesus' mighty name, we all agree and say, Amen and amen. Man, I tell you, the worship team and the team this morning, can you give a, a better one? Come on, a better one. Put some joy inside of you and thank the Lord for the team. Tremendous effort, tremendous, tremendous effort. And I think, um, you know, if Klopp them will begin to learn how to tithe, because somebody's praying for their breakthrough, eh? I mean, like, you get a goal scored in extra time. I mean, somebody needs to send that Klopp know that she needs, he needs to send his tithe to Pastor Z. That Liverpool team, I'm telling you, man. Oh, my Lord. Lord, have mercy. They need prayer, man. If only they knew where their breakthrough comes from. We're shifting some things this morning, so God's been speaking to us about dealing with some joy. Now, I don't know if you're happy or not because that mask on your face is creating a problem for me. So, you're going to have to smile with your eyes this morning. Or if you agree with me, at least do a, a something with your forehead so I can see. Or touch your ear or something to know that, this is, that you're actually happy. So... I preached on Wednesday night, and we're dealing with a faith refresher, and we're dealing with how faith lives is above time. And how time, the enemy controls you in time. He's where he plays. So there's many reasons why there are delays in people's lives. So I preached this message, and it was good. And then I woke up 12.30 that morning, Thursday morning. And from 12.30 till 4.30 the morning, I sat and wrote the framework of a book called The Demon of Delay. And God gives me 25 reasons why people can have delays. 25 reasons why people are stuck in a place. And why people get frustrated and take wrong exits because they're waiting on God. But the question I'm asking, are you waiting on God? Is God waiting on you? And so, this morning I want to speak about joy in the journey. That is the one title. And then I had, I changed the title again. I said, it's grace for today. And so, and then I'm dealing with the demon of delay. So, just take it all. And if you're going to take notes, good luck with that. Because we need to get into a place of understanding. And you cannot... Remain in the wilderness forever. Like a woman can't stay pregnant forever. Like you can't keep on sowing and never reap. Like you cannot be planting forever. Like you cannot stay awake forever. You must go to bed sometime, even if it's 4.30 in the morning. You're going to have to go to bed sometime. You can't work all the time. There's got to be a Sabbath somewhere. You've got to take a break. Otherwise, you're going to lose your mind. You must, you cannot make sacrifices forever. 
You, you got to get refreshed. You must go on a holiday because there's got to be something that takes my faith that once I've worked my faith, it must be there it is. So you can't make sacrifices all the time and never receive the harvest or the peace or the joy of what you've sown into. I mean, if you've sown into nothing, if you've got a season where you sow nothing, you're going to reap a harvest of good. That we understand. But if I've sown, surely there must be a harvest. I thought you'd get happy on that one. I mean, if you're sowing and you're serving, then payday's coming. There's got to be a return on what you're doing because, listen to the scriptures, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And anytime you have hope deferred, you can, it can mess up your spiritual walk with God. You've got, you can't stay, Job's experience was only nine months. Your faith must go to, okay, I've gone through a season, I've got to come into, I went into a season of sowing and serving, but here's payday. Here's the answer. Oh, this is what God took me through. There's God, because it does something inside it, because hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled becomes what? A tree of life. So my, 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 my spiritual walk with God must come to a place where there's evidence, where, where I have dominion, where I walk in victory. You know, Jesus doesn't stay on the cross forever. I mean, if you're going to sow seed and, you know, you're the farmer, you bring your lamb every week and you slaughter the lamb and we have some bright chops for the afternoon. You can't do that every single time because you're going to have no more lambs left. At some point, you must go back to the fields and, and expect God to keep them and preserve them and increase them. Am I preaching to the right crowd this morning? So... These people go through a journey. I mean, listen to what it says. A woman, when she's in labor, that's in John chapter 16, when she's in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come, but as soon as she's given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow, Jesus is telling them, but I will see you again. When will I see and your heart, no, you're going to have to get happy this morning because I'm happy. So, I mean, you know what? You know, there's one time, there's one time you're going to have to fake it until you make it. It's called, you, just smile. I, I, nothing to smile about, just fake it until you make it. Therefore now, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again. And your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. You've got to bring into your, your spiritual space, your realm where there is joy. You can't stay in a place of grief and sorrow all the time. Even Moses, when he died, God told the people after 30 days of mourning, he says, tell the people to stop mourning, they need to move on. Why? Because there's still life. And if you stay in that place where the Bible says, you know, when God needs to heal you and, and comfort you and strengthen you, you're going to have to get up from there for the sake of your life. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you've asked nothing in my name. There is only one name. Whereby man must be saved. 
But he says, now use that name and, and you will receive that your joy may be full. God wants you full of joy. The devil is an unhappy devil. There's, there are no happy demons. Only when you find somebody who's born again and they get the joy, no matter what's happening around them, demons can't touch them. Because they can't hang out with happy people. So your unhappiness is attracting devils. So, when Jesus, John 20 verse 21, Jesus comes off from the cross, doesn't complain about what he went through, doesn't speak about Judas, doesn't speak about Peter, how he betrayed him, doesn't speak about how the disciples left him, how they, how they all slept while he, was, while he was praying, complains about none of the stuff, how they smacked him, slapped him, and whatever. He's, he stands there and he meets them, he says, he comes into the room, John 20 verse 21, if you got it for me, That'll be great. He comes in there and he says, peace be upon you. And he breathes into them. And he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Because why? Jesus therefore said to them again, peace unto you. Um, as the Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Because the kingdom of God is not meat to drink, but righteousness, peace, and Join the Holy Ghost. Some of you are going to learn it this morning. You're going to understand the importance of this. Give me Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 1. You must start to bring your spirit and train it because joy is a fruit of the spirit and it must be cultivated every single day. If you're going to ever move with God and you're going to get what God has got for you, listen now it says, it says, In that day you shall say, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, O Jehovah, for though you were angry with me. God was angry. All his anger turned away at the cross. Your anger's turned away and you're comforting me. Behold, God is my salvation. What is salvation? It's wholeness. It's protection. It's preservation. It's prosperity. It's wellness. That's what it's It's soteria. The word soteria that we use in, in the Greek in the New Testament. If God is your salvation, it's not just saving you from hell, but it's preserving your whole life, your finances, your family, your well-being, your comfort. He comforts you. That's what it really means. Why? Because he wants to return the joy to you. So he puts it. He says, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. Jehovah's my strength and song. And he's become my soteria. He's become my salvation. So salvation is more than what happened on the cross. As you go beyond the cross, you begin to understand the importance of salvation. He says, therefore, with joy, you'll draw water from the wells of salvation. So salvation is provided, what? Wellness, prosperity, more than you being saved. It's got your, your prosperity, it's got your future, it's got your purpose, it's got your peace, it's got your preservation, it's got everything that you need. But he put it in a well of salvation. 
And he says the only way you can get it out is you're going to need a bucket. And the bucket is called? He says with joy. You bring up what you need. I'm going to preach this side. With these people are happy, I'm telling you. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. They're outside of the church. Send, send me some chickens or some, some rabbits to, pray, to preach to. Because they don't wear masks and they're happy. You, you draw what you need. It's in salvation. Everything that you need is in the wells of salvation. But you're going to have to draw it from there. You're going to have to pull it out from the wells of salvation. So with joy, you will draw water from the wells, not one well, wells of salvation. Now he's speaking to them in terms of the Old Testament. So when you understand the importance of wells, the water that you need in there is what gives you your refreshment for today. You, you, you can't say, I'm living off yesterday's water. You need fresh water today. You can't even drink tomorrow's water. Because grace is only for... You know how important it is to understand the wells. Let's, let me give you the scripture. Go with me to Exodus chapter 15 verse 22. Exodus 15, 22. And Moses led Israel onward from um, Exodus 15, 22. And Moses led Israel onward from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness of Shur, and they went there three days in the wilderness, and they found no water. Your body's three, um, two-thirds water, and so is the earth. And they came to Mara. They could not drink of the waters of Mara. For they were bitter. Therefore they called the name of the place. It was called Mara. And the people murmured against Moses saying, what shall we drink? Now the importance of understanding spiritual matters. Anytime you see water, you are dealing with the spiritual realm. So Moses could part the, spirit, the, the Red Sea because he had command over the waters. So they come to this place and they need water. And so they cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, cast the tree into the waters. The waters were made sweet. He made a statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them. God tested them. And he said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I'll put none of these diseases on you. I brought you out of the, from the Egyptians, for I'm your Lord who heals you. So this becomes a place of healing. So please watch. Then they came to Elam, where there were 12 wells of water, 70 palm trees. So they camped there by the waters. So they come out of Egypt. It's 430 years of, of bondage. Here comes the first Passover. The lamb is slain, the blood's on the doorposts. They come out of the house of bondage. The effect of what happened over there, they feel it in Mara. They want to move forward, but they're being delayed. You need to realize, where's your delay? Some people, I took 36 years before I made a decision to get out of the house of bondage. 
Because you need to know where's your delay. <laughs> because I finally said, well, I'm, I'm going to stop my nice life and I'm going to go in and I'm going to give my heart to Jesus. Little did I know it was just bondage. With Nike tackies on. Come on, don't, don't speak to me like that. You, you know what I'm talking about. It looks good on the friends, but when you get the pillow at night, it's only you and the pillow, and you know how empty your life was. If you are saved, then give Jesus a hand clap this morning. Come on, really, really clap your hands. I'm going to preach this word this morning. So you need to identify where is your delay. What are you thinking about? Where are you delayed? Because you can spend all your life never going anywhere. Because the demon of delay can tell you that if you go and, 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 and get saved, um, you're going to lose your friends. They, they're, gonna talk, they're talking about you anyway, honey. They talk about you all the time. Don't worry about that. You just do what God called you. So you, you, you need to know where's your delay. So she comes, they come out of this place. Now they hit another delay. But this is purposeful. Because... You're standing in between where I come from. I can't go back and I can't move forward because I'm at the place called Mara. And at Mara, God deals with the things that, the bitter things that affected you in bondage. He's got to come and speak to you here because this is the reconciliation of your past so that you can, before you go and mess up from the relationship you come out of and before you go into the new relationship, he's got to drop you at Mara so you can reconcile with you. Not with anybody else. It's I've got to deal with whatever's bitter inside of me. Listen to me. Life happens, man. Things happen. And how much more so if you never had an answer for 430 years? The kind of bondage, the kind of addiction, the kind of mess we come out of. Then God brings you into a place called Mara. And now you've got to drink this water. And there's certain things that you're never going to walk past until you take the cross and throw it into it. Because the tree represents the cross. They want to move forward, but they can't. Now I want to show you how important this moment is because God wants you to take ground. God wants you. He's got a new relationship for you. Yes, it never worked out, but God's got something new for you. But understand where the delay is. You come out of a business deal that was bad and you want the next business deal, but Mara is the place you need to stand at. Because Mara is the place we make peace with the past so we can progress into the future. Where are you being held up, child of God? Mara was the place of removing the bitterness of the past so I can have a sweet future. So God's about to sweeten the deal for them because he's going to make this bitter waters sweet. And listen to what Rob Thompson says. He says, never make the pleasurable people of your present pay for the painful people of your past. We're looking back, but we're making peace with the past. So we can move forward in the present and take ground for the kingdom of God. And I've watched some people, either they got stuck in a place where they cannot, they don't understand what it is to be saved. Or they got saved and then they got stuck at Mara. And they don't know how, but yeah, if God loves me, then why this? 
And the only way you can reconcile that thing is because I can't go and fix the past. I've got to throw a tree into the present and say, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Come on, somebody. Because God has got people in your future. But if any time I am standing in this place and I have bitter on the inside of me, listen to what it says about people first. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. Pursue peace with all people and holiness. I'm in Hebrews 12 and 14, guys. Follow after peace with all men and women and the sanctification without which man and, and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully. Listen to the warning. He says, now look carefully. Lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Oh God, if I had time, you need to help me, Holy Ghost. You must know the difference between grace and mercy. Because when I understand mercy, I understand the blood. So the mercy seat is where the blood was put. That means I have peace with God. So mercy covers my past, my present, and my future sin. That hasn't changed. I am the righteousness of God, and I can boldly approach the throne room of grace to obtain mercy for my faults and grace to help me in my time of need. Please separate mercy and grace. Because mercy... when you are saved and when you die, mercy is already spoken for you. But you don't need grace for yesterday. And you don't need grace for tomorrow. You only need grace for today. So when he says you are dealing with bitterness, he says, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up causes trouble. So the bitterness inside of me causes trouble. So I'm being delayed because I'm bitter. And it gets worse. It says, lest any root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by this, it even defiles my whole family. If you find a bitter woman, Everybody around her, all her friends, all her children, everybody's bitter. Because all men are dogs. And even though God's got a new husband for her, even though God's got a man that's going to love her, her bitterness does not allow her to move forward. She can't see it. Because she's not reconciled herself with her past. And saying, in this Mara, I've got to throw a tree in here. I've got to come to the cross here. So even it's, then it goes into and says, lest there be any fornicate or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. So people can get into a place where they have an inheritance moving forward, but they even let go of that because they want to make you pay for what happened. And so one is that if you do not reconcile with your past, The new relationships that God has got for you, you can't grab a hold of it. But let me show you another place of bitterness. One is relationships, things that have happened. But here's something else. Have a look at Exodus chapter 1 verse 13. What about labor? Listen to what it says. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor and made their lives bitter with hard bondage. 
in mortar, in brick, and in all manner of service in the field. All their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. So when you find people coming out of Egypt, they worked hard for Pharaoh, your bosses, and God brings you into your kingdom work. He wants to make you fruitful. He wants to cause you to have dominion. This struggle for many people over here is what causes a delay. Why? Because you think when God calls you to work, God's treating you like Pharaoh treated you. You don't realize that how do I become fruitful and make it a joy in serving God? Because anytime God asks you to do work in His kingdom, He's preparing you for your future. But if in your mind you see work as labor, bitterness remains and you can't become fruitful. So the question you have to ask yourself is where's the delay? Where is the delay? Ecclesiastes 2.24. I need to get into my word. Nothing is better, than, better for a man that he should eat and drink and that his soul should enjoy good in his labor. God doesn't employ lazy people. This also I saw was from the hand of God. That you enjoy what you do. How many of you are in a bitter place, a bitter company, don't enjoy going to work every day? Have to watch those sour faces every day. Don't even, you get paid and it's like, you know, you don't even enjoy the pay. That's not God. Come on, child of God. God's calling you into a place of where there's good labor. Where your purpose and your, the plan and the skills all come together so you can enjoy your time in the... Where, you know, I, I, I get so... I'm tired that some days I work. Sometimes, you know, it goes on to 12, 13 hours. But when I hit that ball, I'm so satisfied. One of, the, one of the daughters in the ministry came to me last week. She said, you know, Apostle, you look so happy in what you're doing. I really am. I said, look, even though I'm face, facing all the, the sour faces, you know, out in the world, not in my church. All my, everybody in the church is happy. I'm telling you. I'm a man of faith. I believe behind your mask there's a smile. I believe that you, in, you know, I, even if you don't want to clap your hands, I'm just going to believe I'm a man of faith. Amen. But some people are bitter over the way Pharaoh treated them and they can't come into their work because they see it when you make bring correction. The, are you treating me like the, the world treated me? I'm like, no, you can't bring your laziness in here. I have a staff meeting this week and I told them, I said, anybody that's unhappy must go. Because I come around you, you better be happy. And all the volunteers said, because if you don't serve the Lord with joy, you're going to serve your enemy, Deuteronomy says. So I want to get past this. Because I want you to understand that mercy is for your past, your present, and your future sin. So they're sitting at Mara and they're reconciling. What do we do with this bitter moment? Mercy stops us from receiving what we deserve. That's why the blood is there. Mercy stops you from receiving the punishment of the sin. But for me to stand at this place, I need little more. Thank you for stopping the sin or the consequence of it. But I really need an empowering moment to move forward. That's grace. So grace gives you what you don't deserve. Mercy stops you from receiving what we do deserve. Grace gives you what you don't deserve. So now, even though I got a terrible past, I can still stand and preach here today because of grace. 
So grace is for today. This is when I speak about salvation and what God did. So God moves them into the place when they dealt with their past and reconciled it and said, okay, we need to move forward. They end up in a place called Elam. And in Elam, there are 12 wells. And now you're finding uh, 70 palm trees. And so we find out that 70 is actually the, the number for limitlessness. So all these palm trees, 70 of them, they're all together. That's the rooting system. Why the enemy will try and separate you from the body of Christ? Because he can pull you out. The importance of palm, palm trees is that no matter if the hurricane comes, you'll watch them. They'll bow in the wind. But when the hurricane is over, they stand back up straight again. Are you hearing me, child of God? That no matter what you go through, even though the enemy comes in and sends a storm, you're going to rise up again. That's what he's trying to tell them. He says, doesn't matter what's going on around you, you're going to get up again. I need somebody to begin to believe that there's something called resilience on the inside of you. It's time to bounce back from what you've come out of. I don't know what they did to you in the house of bondage, but you are in Elam now, and the Lord is saying it's time for you to stand upright. It doesn't matter what you've been through. There's got to be a palm wave to heaven this morning because they come to this place called salvation. Now, if I could speak to the woman around the wells of salvation, because with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Did you know that Isaac's wife was found at the well? Your unhappiness. I know you're taking the ring, you're showing that there's no ring, but your unhappiness is a problem because you would, when she went to fetch water, they said, Look, um, I need some water. I don't want to go in Genesis chapter 24. I don't want to go in there now. But if you want some water, we'll draw the water and your camels. Woman, you need to understand what it is to serve with a smile. Because you think the men aren't watching. They walk past, they say, mm-hmm. Not that you don't have a ring on your finger, they know it. They want to know how you're serving because that's what happens in your home. If you're newers here, you're going to be newers at home. For all my online people, if you are miserable in church, you just is going to marry miserable and you're going to take miserable home. Who wants miserable? I'd rather sit on a rooftop than to live with miserable. I want you to understand the importance of you smiling. You want to get married. Listen, your husband's not in heaven. There's no marriage in heaven. Your husband's somewhere here on the earth and you better start smiling. You better start serving the Lord with gladness. You better start getting to a happy place. Stop. I mean, you know, you know, you know when, when Zenith and, and Chanel goes to Durban, I mean, they're singing all the way. I mean, it's all different songs. I'm thinking, my God, I'm thinking one of the men must be thinking, this woman got too much joy for me. I don't know what I'm going to do if I, if I marry her. But rather that than somebody who's miserable. Come on, somebody. You can't be in midnight going rebo shakandaraba. It's like woman, come midnight ministry man. Someone's gonna get happy this morning, I'm telling you. You on my day off, you're not gonna put play darling check for me. I'm not interested. Just saying. But it's because you've not learned how to deal with your bitterness. God must heal you from this. So when you come into this grace for your new season, how do they get onto that? I don't know. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 8. 
Oh, that's what it was. It was, it was about the wells. Jesus met his bride at the well. She was messing around with different dispensations. Five husbands and the one she was with was not even hers. He marries her. He meets her at the well. It's a well of salvation. Because everything that you need is found at the wells of salvation. If you don't go and drink out in the nightclubs or go and mess out there, God has got somebody that's coming. Come on, Isaac has sent his servant to go and find a woman at the well. She's there and she's got a great attitude. She's got a great mind. She's not just dressed up properly. She's got a smile on her face. She's not only serving you. She's taking care of the camels. Come on, somebody. I want you to understand. Can I speak to all the men? If you found Rebecca, put the ring on it. <sighs> Holy Ghost, help me. <laughs> he finally, they're all looking at the woman because their discussion at home. Isaac says, Dad says, go and fetch this woman. Don't take her from anywhere. Go there and go and find her. And this is what she's going to look like. She's going to be smiling. She's going to be happy. And she's going to be a servant. She'll be serving. When he meets her, he goes home to the family, deals with Uncle Laban, that's her uncle, deals with the family and says, let me tell you how we saw it at home. And this is how it played out at the well. And God confirmed that she's the one. So now, <laughs> I'm hearing amens or what? She's the one. When he does that, they say, the family says, look, give us 10 more days with Becky. She needs to stay home a little bit because now she has to. He says, you don't understand. The delay for Isaac is over. She must leave now. Because God has stopped delaying this thing. That's my point this morning. If you found Becky, marry her. Just saying. Because delays creates problems. Now let's understand wells and the wells of salvation. Isaiah 49 verse 8. Thus says the Lord, in an acceptable time, I've heard you. Listen to God. So you don't have to worry, does God hear you? Why? Because mercy covered that. You don't have to worry about being accepted in God. God, you're done with that. You, there's no condemnation for those in Christ. Your prayers are being heard. You are not, you're not hovering somewhere between, you know, am I saved or am I not saved? We'll come back here. Give me, give me Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 quickly, please. There's much going on in my spirit. You'll forgive me this morning. I hope the Holy Ghost is going to help us get all out. Give me Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. This is what it says. It says, You've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. So when I got born again and the blood was shed, I got crucified with Christ. So there's no more issue with me and God. Stop dealing with the condemnation, the fear. Does God hear me? Is God okay with me? Get over you. God's okay with Jesus and God's okay with us. So I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and the life now they walk out of into a new life. The life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So in him I live and move and have my being. But look at verse 21. 
Listen to verse 21. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. So what I'm trying to see is somebody who's not even praying because you think God doesn't love you. But the blood has taken care of that. So my issue is not, it's, it's not that does God love me. The issue is you're not praying. So now you, you're vacillating between am I saved, am I not saved? Uh, does God love me? It's like you, you're frustrating the grace. Because grace is the enabling power to get up from Mara and come into my destiny and become what God has called me to be. I'm not concerned anymore about the blood because the blood has taken care of my need before heaven. Is somebody with me this morning? Now understand that they come into a place called the wells. Thus says the Lord, I'm in Isaiah 49 verse 8, please. Thus says the Lord, in an acceptable time, I've heard you. Say, God has heard me. Say, God hears me when I pray. Say, I am the righteousness of God. Say, God hears me when I pray. And then he shifts into this day called salvation. Not just saved from hell, not just now that you're born again. Listen to what it says. It says, and in the day of salvation, I've helped you. That's current. That means God helps me every day. Not just in the morning. Any, any meeting any boardroom, any decision, grace comes upon me because mercy covered me. Now I'm in grace and grace has got to show me what to do. It says, I will preserve you. I will, listen to it. I've heard you. I've helped you. I've preserved you as a covenant to the people. I will, to restore the earth, to cause them to inherit, to bring you your inheritance that you may say to the prisoners, go forth. To those who are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed along the roads. That means any place I come, whatever I need. It's not so much mercy, it's grace. Because grace is your supply. Show yourselves. They shall feed you along the roads. And their pastures shall be on all desolate heights. They shall neither hunger nor thirst. My God, my God. Neither heat nor sun shall strike them, for he who has mercy on them will lead them. So he showed you mercy already. And so he blesses you. And what God has blessed, no man can curse. So I, God can lead you. Even by the springs of water, he will guide them. I get guidance because I'm dealing with the wells of salvation. I'll make each of my mountains a road, and my highways will be elevated. Surely these shall come from afar. So when you are dealing with grace, now listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. Because in salvation, child of God, salvation means not just saved from hell, but health, healing, wholeness, prosperity, preservation, protection. Everything that you need now. I now can move forward with God because I am drawing water from the wells of salvation. Listen, he says, what Paul says, we then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. The reason why people don't move forward is because they don't understand the difference between mercy and grace. There's a grace in this house in this season to move forward. There's a grace upon your life to come into the new that God has got for you.
I am telling you, the moment you separate mercy and grace, you understand that mercy said no, but grace is saying yes. It's time for a new season. It's time for a new day because he says, don't now set aside the grace of God. In an acceptable time, I've heard you. Did God hear you? I'm asking a question. Did God hear you? So the delay is not in your prayer. God heard you. It's done. Prepare to move. And in the day of salvation, I've helped you. Behold. What does it say? Behold what? Behold what? Now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. That's not saved. That's the grace that I need for every day. Now I need it. I need help today. I need to confront an enemy. I need grace to confront this thing. I need help in a boardroom. Grace is what I need. Because I don't need yesterday's grace. Yesterday's grace is gone. I don't even need it for tomorrow. I need it for today. Because today is the day of salvation. So what you do is, everything that I need, when I come dealing with the wells of salvation, I don't know what you need this morning. I don't know the, the kind of fight that you were in this morning. But in the wells of salvation, the 12 wells, it means 12 is governmental order. It means authority. It means that I can walk with a different kind of look. I know I come from the house of bondage, but I've now received a kingdom that's unshakable, unstoppable, uncursable, and it's in me. So I have a seed of order inside of me. So my life changes completely. So when I walk in and say, but you remember what you did? I tell the devil, I say, listen, man, every time you try and tell me about my past, it's like you trying to rob me in my old house. I don't stay there anymore, dude. I'm not there anymore. My children moved. My family moved. Come on, somebody. Shout back at the devil. Let him know he can't pull you back. You left the house of condemnation. You left the old house. If you're going to send any emails, send it to 60 North Road. 60 North Road was my old house. I moved from there many, many years ago. It's 24 years. You're still reminding me about my past. The last 24 years is not giving me credit for the way I walked with God. But you want to bring up my past Come on, somebody, shout back this morning and let the devil know that you are getting up from that house of bondage. It's a new day. It's time for you to have the joy of the Lord that is your strength. Uh, joy is my bucket. I need somebody to understand uh, the condemnation is holes in your bucket. Holes in your bucket. You messed up. You hear that voice in the morning. Quentin, should have done different. Could have, should have. Nyeh, 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 nyeh. Heard it again this morning. I said, well, see you in church. I'm going to preach me happy if no one else. But you're going to sit and listen. That I am the righteousness of God. I have, my life's in order. Why I'm living in, I'm, I know I'm not got all of it together, but the seed inside of me is a kingdom seed of order. And so I can get my house, that's 12. 12 is governmental order. Somebody needs to understand what I'm saying. Because there's a delay sometimes, not just that you are saved or standing at Mara, is because when God moves you beyond Mara and you're forgiven, your next step is order. You're not going back into bondage. So I got to reorder my life according to God's kingdom purpose. 
I've not just forgiven the people. I'm not only let go here. I now must build order. Because the devil plays in a place of chaos. He wants to keep you in chaos. But you're in a place of order. So my future, I come to the wells of salvation. And I look at it and I show, see the scriptures. And God shows me why I don't have money. Because my children can't afford, we can't afford food. But my cell phone bill is two and a half thousand rand. Where's the order? It just went quiet. No, God's going to deal with your dysfunction, man. You can't keep fighting devils till two o'clock in the morning, but your life is dysfunctional. You're not going to create crisis around me because you're, 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 everything's an emergency around you. I can tell you for certain when people call me on a Monday to ask for counsel, I know it's from the devil. Because it's my day off. When I come to this place, these wells, these wells begin to order my life. And now I begin to see, oh, that relationship was actually not of God. Oh, that was where my mistake was. Oh, this is where I need to correct things. Oh, that's why I lost that business deal. Oh, that's why I, the delay has been here. Because listen, man, both the will of God and the will of the devil is delivered to you by a person. Show me the people in your life that's creating a, a delay. Where's Lot? Creating a lot of trouble around you. God wants you to walk with power. He wants you to walk in progress. He wants you to walk with peace. And he wants you to have prosperity. And everybody in this church said, I'm going past all of this. It's time that God wants to press beyond where you are right now. One of the things you have to do is begin to understand, I now need joy. Doesn't matter what I'm going through. This is a journey of joy. I must cultivate it. If I'm waiting for something on the out, a business deal on the outside, and then I'm going to get happy, you know it's not joy. Because it's an external thing you're waiting for. If the husband comes, I may get happy. No, no, no. The husband was looking and saying, let's see who's not happy. Put aside, put aside, put aside. Show me the happy ones. Because when you walk into an office, when you walk into the, a company, when you want to do business with people, you need to learn to cultivate the spirit of joy. Because it's in there that everything that you need, the business deals are in there. And every time you want to draw from the wells of salvation, you better have joy. And the reason why people sow so much and come back with little is because they murmur and complain all the time. There's a hole in your bucket. Dear Thomas, I don't think Liza, we got Liza in the ministry. She's, she's a happy woman. I love her. She's amazing. So I can't sing that song for her. There's a hole in your bucket, dear Thomas, dear Thomas. Because you're waiting to see it first before you believe. When you know that you are saved, 
And you know that everything that you need is in the wells of salvation. You wake up every morning and say, Father, today is the day is my breakthrough. Today is my day for a miracle. Today I could get an, an, an a proposal. Today I'm going out on a date. You're going to have to get a happy woman. You're going to get to have to get happy. If you want that business deal, you're going to have to walk around saying, Oh my God, I am so favored of the Lord. I don't care whether they give it to me today or tomorrow. It does not matter. I am favored of the Lord. Come on, walk around a little bit in your house and say, Hey, hey, I am so favored of the Lord. The Lord is on my side. Is there anybody going to rejoice this morning? Because you're going to learn how to cultivate the spirit of joy. It's called the fruit of joy. Fruit is cultivated. So wake up every morning and just say, Lord, today is a good day. Pastor Chooks, every time I call him, Ozaba, my brother, how are you doing? Full of joy. I mean, like it comes out of him and I, and I know he's going through so many different challenges. But he strained his mouth to say full of joy. How are you this morning? Uh, uh, how, how are you this morning? Just learn how to answer the phone like that. I mean, I, I call the office. Hello. I'm like, uh, sorry, I'm looking for Kingdom Life Embassy. Yeah, this is Kingdom Life Embassy. You fired. You answer my phone one more time like that, you fired. You're going to have to wake up and say, Good morning, this is Kingdom Life Embassy. Jesus is on the throne and everything is going to be alright today. How can I help you this morning? How can I help you? I need this church to put their hands together and clap because you're going to develop some joy. You're going to wake up in the morning and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I think there could be a contract in this day. Oh, here's a brand new contract. Come on, somebody. Stop complaining. Stop murmuring and complaining. It's affecting your breakthrough because now you've done so much for God and you've sown your seed. But because of your miserableness, I mean, now you pull out some and you see all the water just leaking out. And the children are standing under there with a teaspoon, Dad. No, somebody's unhappy in that house. The Bible says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. Did you just get some wisdom this morning? Then clap your hands if you are happy this morning. If the enemy cannot steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. My breakthrough is here. Because salvation is not for tomorrow and grace of... Today that phone can ring. Oh, no believers in the house? Because faith is now. Why do you have to do why, why wait until Monday morning? I mean, there's email addresses, there's WhatsApp numbers. They, they're looking for you. I said they're looking for you. Do you first have to wait for the phone to ring before you believe your prophet? I am telling you there's a breakthrough here. There's new business ideas. We're standing at the, we, 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 we at the wells of salvation. Are you not saved? Are we not standing at the wells of salvation? Can somebody rise up this morning to their feet and begin to say, Lord, I'm drawing out what I need. This is the grace that I need. Come on, somebody. You need healing in your body. This is the grace that I need. Give me the worship team. Let's begin to sing. Let's help the people. I need the worship team up here. Let's go. Let's go. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17, don't be seated, don't be seated. It's time for you to stand, I'm done. I'm done. 
Somebody's just learned how to clap your hands a bit and just to shout and, and give a shout of praise to God this morning. Habakkuk 3.17. Read with me. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. I mean, how broke must you be? All of this happening around you. How broke must you be? Yet. Come on, read with me. Just look at your neighbor and say yet. Say yet. I, say I need, you need to say it with a smile on your face. Say yet. It says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. That means... I've come to the wells. That means whatever I need is here already. That means I can sing to this well. Oh, this well. Oh, spring up a well. I know there are new business deals on the table. Come on, somebody. It's there already. God's waiting for somebody to rejoice this morning. I need somebody to help me rejoice this morning. We need somebody to clap their hands this morning and say, Hey, this is a new day. This is a new day. You're in a new day, says the Lord. There's joy for the journey. God is sweetening the deal. Forget the things that lay behind. It's time to press forward. Forget the past. It's time to press. It's time to rejoice. You're going to clap your hands this morning. And you're going to clap your hands this morning. You're going to work with the Lord this morning. You're going to learn to wake up every morning and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to joy in the God of my salvation. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Go, go, go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will join the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. He will make me walk on my high heels. And all the women said, there's high heels even in this thing, man. Whatever you need, you need a new outfit. It's in the wells of salvation. You need a breakthrough. It's in the wells of salvation. If God can find somebody rejoicing because the bucket with joy. Look, if you're going to stay miserable, then stand in the queue. But if you want your breakthrough today, then I want you to shout and praise and lift up your voice and say, this breakthrough is mine. Bring it. I need that stronger. Stronger. Hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. Sing over that well. Someone's gonna get a breakthrough here.
Come on, clap your hands. Clap your hands, holy people. Every time I come into the presence of God, you are supposed to live better. God will show you where the delay is. Sometimes it's not, some people just don't have courage. Sometimes it's unbelief. I got 25 reasons why and counting. Sometimes you're involved in the wrong relationships. Sometimes you're in strife with Lot and God and heaven is silent. Sometimes you're like a Sarah who's got to wait 25 years. Because God wasn't going to do it through another person. God was going to do it through her. And your unbelief is stopping you from receiving what God has got for you. Because it's actually you. You think God, that person's anointed. That person you're going to work. No, no, no. I am telling you God's going to work through you, woman of God. Lift your hands and receive it. Lift your hands higher. There comes the anointing. Somebody needs to touch that woman. 
There's the power. The grace of God all over. Because when grace comes, it's for my now. It's not for my tomorrow and my yesterday. Mercy said, no, my grace is needed for today. The power of God in this place. I don't know what you need, son. I don't know what you need as a woman. I don't know what you even need if you're going to be a mother. Will I be a great mother? Lift your hands and receive the grace. I don't know if I can be a great father. Lift your hands and receive the grace. I don't know if I can be a pastor. The Lord said, lift your hands and, be a and receive the grace. I'm able to keep you from stumbling. It's in the wells of salvation. I don't know, can I handle 10 million? Your mind, your unbelief is stopping you from receiving. Why? Because of your past mistakes, you think you have to pay. Uh-uh. Grace for today. Grace for today. There's an anointing. You don't need anything? No problem. But for those who need, you need help from a boss. You need a door to open for you. You need a key. You need favor. You need school fees paid. You need varsity fees, fees paid. You need transportation. Receive the grace. Receive the grace. Because today is the day of salvation. You came to church because you had a need. And there's grace to help you in your time of need. It's a fresh anointing. There is a fresh anointing in this place. Father, we give you all the praise and give you all the glory. For anyone that doesn't know Jesus Christ, if you've never made him the Lord of your life, before you can receive his grace, you need to understand his mercy. God's not winking at sin. He loves the sinner. He hates the sin. That's why we've got mercy and grace. Because mercy is to cover your sin or to remove it, the Bible says. Grace is to help you become what God has called you to be. God's releasing fresh grace upon people. But for anybody that doesn't know the mercy of God, you must be born again. How? Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and you're saved. And if you needed help, we're here for you. You say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I believe I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Give me a brand new start. Let me live for you. Wash me in your precious blood. I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. And that's how you are saved. But then you need to move and find out why your life is on delay. Because I'm dealing with a demon called delay. And that delay is coming off from your money, from your future. For anybody, the hands that are lifted this morning, it's coming off. You've sown much. You've reaped a little. But the Lord is saying, I'm fixing that delay. You're in a season where God is putting a fresh grace upon you. Now when the devil, we're going to put that devils on notice. We are bringing the people, God's people, into their destiny and into their purpose. A fresh grace is coming upon you, even as you sow in this season, as you, we receive an offering this morning. The Bible says, as you give, it will be given back to you. But I, you can somebody believe the Lord that whatever you sow today, you can reap tomorrow? Can you believe that? L l listen, listen, listen. You're not in a world system. I planted the 1st of April, so I'm a reap at the end of April. Uh-uh. Because you're living above time in the systems of this world, by tomorrow this time, 
Come on, work your faith and keep your joy. Sow a seed. Put out your faith and just do it. Just do it. Say, Lord, I'm planting the seed, but by tomorrow this time. Dr. Winston's got this thing that he comes, he says, I, wherever I go and sow seed, wherever I go, I got a 24-hour clock inside of me. I plant the seed and I say, in 24 hours I'm reaping. Three people with an amen. Where's your faith? Faith lives above time. You're not in the world system. Believe with me this morning that we're in a 24-hour cycle of return. That if I plant today, this is not the world system. That's not a seed you plant in the, in the fields here. This is spiritual. So you can set the time on the clock that by tomorrow, this time, I will have an answer to my situation. Come on, come on. Let's, can we go by faith? Come on, come on. Can we go by faith? Can we draw from the waters of salvation? I mean, God's not broke. God hasn't got a deadline. There's no SARS wait with God. God can do what He can do today for your life so that you can be walking in the salvation of prosperity, of wholeness, whatever you need. Somebody say, by tomorrow this time. Now say it like you believe it. Say, by tomorrow this time. Say it again. Say, by tomorrow this time. Train your spirit that if I've sown a, a meal for somebody today, by tomorrow, I'll reap groceries. Train your spirit to believe God. Faith refresher. Stop looking for delays. Oh, but maybe God is busy. God's not busy. Salvation is for when? If I sow it now, I could get it as I walk out by the door. But I'm giving it 24 hours. Let's get our faith up. Come on, get your faith up. Above time, above time, above time. Get your faith up this morning. Learn to sow by faith. Don't just put it in the offering. Put a name to it. You know, if nothing, if it's, if it's money you need back and you've sown for money and you don't need money, you say then 24 hours. Or you say, Lord, I'm sowing this. Let me tell you what I did. I put some things on hold that we had to do in the ministry and I said, take that money. I need to sow it to Dr. Winston because I'm busy with the water plant. He's got a water plant in the States. I said, you take my money, you put it there because I'm not going to toil through this thing. I want a return on my investment here. You shall hear of the testimony. Because the system of, the, of God is built on sowing and reaping. Not buying and selling. You want to go live in the world system? Go and have your jumble sales because you're going to need to have a jumble sale. Here we sow and we reap. And I don't have to wait until the end of the month. Because by tomorrow, I bless you today in your giving in Jesus' name. Receive the offering. Hallelujah. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is free in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in God, our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. 
let's keep this right. the believers I came to preach to believers in this house that if I've sown I can't be sowing all the time there's got to be a place where I go and receive what my harvest you understand that Jesus was the first fruits he sowed his life and then presented himself as the first fruits in heaven ascension there's got to be coming a time in your life where you finally come through what you've been going through. It's that season. Because today is the day of salvation. Now. 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 And if I'm sowing a seed from today, if I've done anything of this kind, and I've sown a good seed, I'm giving my seed only 24 hours. There must be a return. Just train your spirit. Please hear me. The soil of your heart. You're in the kingdom of God. That's the soil of your heart. Whatever you plant in there has the ability to produce for you in an hour. Jesus spoke a word and by the next day the, tr the tree was withered and dying you can train your spirit to say you know what you know God doesn't always come through for everybody and you know it's not even December yet your spirit says okay you come and tell me that I don't have another solution for my problem okay oh no no there's no other way we could have done this thing pastor I said that's a lie you just shut it down but the spirit of God wants to tell you and you give you an answer can you train your spirit this morning to believe God? That we can just, just learn, just try. You know what? Go, 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 buy, go past McDonald's and buy somebody a hamburger. Say, Father, I'm doing by faith. Because I want to uh, try, try the system. Work your faith. Don't wait until you're sick to try and work your faith. You don't know how to get out. It's time for you to learn how to walk by faith. You have the wells of salvation. Sing. Lift your hands over it. I bless you today from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Our God is champion. Can we sing? Let's go rejoicing. But I want you to put a song in your spirit. Man, just come on, let's believe that we, we, we're in a kingdom that's unshakable, unstoppable. We're in a good season. This is harvest time. That by tomorrow this time. Oh, but it never happened. Then you wake up and you lift your hands and you say, by tomorrow this time. Come on, let's go. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.